0: Uh, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hello Mentor podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. We have Datin Dian Lee. Uh, at the age of 22, uh, Dian pursued her dream to become one of the youngest property developers in Malaysia, founding the Clearwater Group with like-minded group of investors. The Clearwater Group is an award-winning boutique, property development and lifestyle company uh, setting out to build boutique homes that melt traditional property development with the modern needs of the urbanite, as well as creating lifestyles that include F&B and wellness brands. Uh, Balancing her career as an entrepreneur and uh, a mother of three, uh, Diane found herself in need of deeper meaning and purpose and embarked on a yoga teacher training in Bali in 2016. Uh, The yoga teacher training gave Diane a new outlook in life, inspired her to start her journey uh, to what she calls a conscious evolution. Uh, Dianne believes that we all possess the potential to live our lives to the fullest by being who we truly are with consciousness, courage and authenticity uh, In 2018, Bian saw a story that had to be documented and led to the production of Malaysia's first cinematic feature uh, documentary called M for Malaysia The film also became the country's official submission for best international feature film in the 92nd Academy Awards uh, And with that, let's start the conversation um, oh, Hi Diane, hello Hi Derek Hi, welcome uh, Thanks for
1: having me on the oh, show
0: thank, Thanks for doing this, it's uh, such an honour to meet you in person I I've seen you on a lot of articles that I you know I read and stuff and to actually meet you. Uh, it's uh, I hope I'm looking forward to a really interesting conversation. Thank
1: you, thank you. It's it's I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that we always do like before guests actually arrive is we do some kind of background research. And we go okay. all the way back to like when you were university. Yeah,
1: I can tell cause yeah. based on the <laughs> qu- <Yeah>. questions.
0: <laughs> we kind of build like a profile of your yeah. journey. Yeah. Okay. So so um, we realized that you, you majored in communications back then. Yeah. Um uh was there a reason you did that? Or was that did you have like a particular dream or goal at that time?
1: um actually i i growing up um i've always wanted to be an architect oh um somehow i'm just really drawn to design and you know buildings um, but somehow i think at that point that year when i was um because i went to trinity college first in mm-hmm. melbourne and, um, somehow this opportunity popped up, you know, uh, some friend of mine were thinking about taking this course in RMIT and it was only two and a half years. Mm. I think that, that that was what really attracted me
2: mm, <laughs>
3: to yeah. not be
1: in college for so long. Mm. Um, and it was really fun too. I think at that point, you know, the whole blogging internet, it was the beginning of that. Um, and I was always very intrigued, um, by how everything worked and, um, Um, the whole communication course that I did actually covered like TV radio um, journalism um, and the web so it was like multifaceted and I was just I thought it would be really fun (laughs) Mm. Mm. I didn't I know from day one that I didn't want to do business even though that was what my parents wanted me to do Right. and I think in any business in any industry I think communication is a vital part of the business Mm. Um, and I think you know it's it's but at that point, I think I remember that I was very excited to do this course because I thought it was going to be really fun. Mm,
0: mm. I actually think that yeah. communication is like um, a very important skill. It is. right. You
1: actually need it in every aspect of your life, whether it is professional communication that is sort of like, you know, your media, your brand, messaging up to like your personal communication say yeah. with your children with your wife with your husband with your family i think that is that is the bridge mm. you know um so yeah i i i, I think i was also very uh, blessed and very lucky that you know i my parents was um they were quite relaxed about what I want to study cuz you know a lot of Asian parents especially but oh I want you to be a doctor uh, or I want you to be an accountant or I mm. want you to be a professional you know
0: mm. um
1: so my parents were quite relaxed about it oh,
0: that's good that's yeah. good for you. I I was an accountant so <laughs>
1: yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I saw <laughs> I got out I of saw. it <laughs> but you know I I but I think it's 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 at the end of the day your education is uh, it's a form of discipline, right? But yes. I, it's, it's, it's also a really important, I think, to to study what mm. you like. I know that this is a privilege to say because, you know, a lot of people don't really have, you know, usually Asian parents would just say, okay, d- pick the one that will make you the most money. You know, yeah. pick the one that will. So I, I, I have to admit that, you know, it is a privilege that I was able to um, to to choose
0: choose you communication know,
1: to choose communication yeah.
0: yeah yeah well in fact right I think like um, like you mentioned earlier it's, it's such an important skill I find sometimes that, like, let's say I'm talking about an accountant right yeah. so a uh, uh, above average accountant yeah um, that doesn't communicate well versus yeah. uh, like an average accountant that communicates yeah. very well I yeah. actually think the average accountant with very good communication actually yeah. has an advantage in some yes,
1: way yes absolutely uh, I I I think. And it's something that we are constantly still learning. Even Mm. though, you know, I went to uni for communications, like I'm still learning how to communicate with my preteen son, (laughs) you know.
0: um. I'm not sure whether there's ever going to be a... Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I think
1: it's really a a lifelong, like we're never not learning and never not unlearning. You know, one one thing that I have been realizing recently is, you know, we, we actually spend a lot of time learning new skills Mm. uh when we were younger Mm. but now as you get older it's really about unlearning how can you you know not be stuck with the set of knowledge and the set of things that you think you know Mm. you know because actually you know this world is constantly evolving we Mm. have so much more information there's so much more studies and so much more research that is telling us otherwise and i think um unlearning is also a quite it's an important, important skill thing, right? yeah
0: yeah and and speaking of unlearning and like being a parent to your son yeah like do you do you feel that there's any part of you growing up yeah. as in how your parents were like with you yeah and how you are now therefore with your children does oh my that influence God,
1: absolutely i think you know we we are a result of our parents right like yeah. how we are brought up but i think um it's a very different time uh, I've actually spent a lot of work doing this because I I, I realized I mean I'm saying this holding my parents in wholeness and holding my parents in the highest regard and respect um, I think in my childhood I, I don't partic- particularly think that I have a really really good childhood in, in terms of emotionally
2: mm.
1: uh, it was I was very well pro- provided for I mean I'm right. very very blessed I'm, I'm I always recognize that you know I'm privileged and I'm really really blessed. But, you know, it also comes with, um, baggages, you know, mm. when coming from a family that is well provided for your, your parents might be very, very busy, mm. right? Cause my dad was trying to, my dad was a self-made man and mm. he had to work really, really hard to be where he is today. Mm. So I think as a result, he, he probably didn't spend as much time as how like I would, me and my husband would spend with my children, mm. Um, there are certainly things that you know. Growing up in a very traditional Chinese family, mm. um, there's definitely you know a lot of um, how would I say conditioning. Like certain things, you know, i um, you know how you know there's there's you know you know how Asian parents sometimes is quite superstitious.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cannot
1: do this, cannot I do, do that, that. You know, and there's also like certain. You know stereotypes that you know they want you to like for for the longest time. My dad is always like, you know, girls should, girls should, um, girls should stay at home.
0: All oh, right. <laughs> and okay. uh,
1: and look after the family. That should be like your most important role. And um, how yeah. how was
0: it like? Like you're you're obviously not. Oh, you know, I like I this. I think
1: because of that, I went the complete opposite. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been. Uh, the rebel in the family, right. um, also being the eldest, you know, yeah. you are the first one to break all the rules. Right. Um, that
2: is so, so
0: interesting. <laughs> yeah, so
1: so so I was quite a rebellious teenager, to be honest, um, because I, I've always um, had a mind of my own, and I'm very curious. I'm always very curious. I'm always, like, you know, trying to try new things, have new experience, and... So yeah, so my parents actually said, "All oh, my gray hair is
0: because of you." Yeah. <laughs> and you're the eldest, right? So I'm it's the like...
1: eldest, and I think you know, I, I I that that's why I think all my siblings are so well behaved because mm. I think they saw what my what I put my parents through. Right. So my, my both my sisters and both my brothers, they're actually really really good kids. Like they were like straight A student. Um, they don't um they they don't like Go out party Or like they, They're they really Really well behaved mm. Teenagers mm. And young adults And mm. even now Adults <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah Yeah so um, I read somewhere That it's like um, As a child right It's mm-hmm. very interesting You either follow Your parents Or mm-hmm. go the complete Opposite Like there's, there's Very little in yeah, between Yeah
1: well um, I don't know If that is true But in my case You know I I I looked up to my dad uh, from a very very young age right I, I i i thought that you know what he has achieved and accomplished um it's quite incredible you know mm. he he came from Batu Pahad, a really small town um my grandparents were first generation from china and uh my dad and my mom actually they both um grew up with very little Mm. I remember visiting my uh, my maternal grandparents and um, um, they lived in a... Ill- Ill- uh, it, it was an illegal structure. I, I remember this. It was a land that was owned by... Um, I can't remember whether it was... The owner, the, the owner of a rubber estate because they were both working as rubber tappers both my mm. like maternal grandparents Okay. and my mother's house the house that she grew up in which I um, I was very I, f- I feel very blessed that I actually had the opportunity to live in there mm. uh, and to see it uh, when I was young, because I have very vivid memories of it. Some of my best childhood memories were actually in that house. It's actually in Moa. Mm. It's in this um, area called Bukit Camber. Okay. And um, it's at the end of the road. <laughs> you right. go into this uh, small little road and it's right at the end. It's a small little wooden illegal house right. that has uh, that's built by wood. There wasn't even a toilet that is inside the house you have to actually go outside mm. to use the bathroom mm. and um, I remember as a kid I was terrified of going to the toilet so I would not drink or eat like after six o'clock because I don't want to go to the toilet in the middle of the night because oh, it's outside wow. and it's super dark there's no like, light um, this was
0: in like a rubber estate this right? was in
1: a rubber estate because both my uh, grandparents um, were rubber tappers, I see. Okay. and my mom used to tell me stories about how she would wake up at three, four a.m. in the morning, and because she's also the eldest of nine kids, yeah, so she would have to wake up um, at three, four a.m. because that's like the best time to mm. collect rubber, to collect the 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 sap, right? So. So yeah, I mean, you know, both my parents, coming back to the topic, both my parents come from really, really humble background. And I think, you know, I, um, I feel very grateful that, you know, they are always sharing the stories and sharing where they come from. Because I think um, it's important to know. And, and because of that, actually, to be honest, I, I told you just now that I had to do a lot of work to, yeah. to, to sort of unlearn the things that I learned in childhood. Mm. Because a lot of times, I think my parents, you know, at that time, you don't have all these parenting books. You don't have like, you know, podcasts to talk about parenting. You know, those days, parenting was about survival. Just keep your kid kid alive. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know (laughs) what you mean. So that
1: was what their parents, you know, ingrained in them. That was how they were brought up, right? It was like nine kids, you know, you're so poor. Survival Mm. was vital. Yeah you know there was no such thing as oh you must feel loved yeah. you know you yeah. must you must grow up in an environment whereby you are constantly uh, feel loved and enough and mm. all of that right
3: mm. Mm.
1: so um so so part of me you know when we decided to have a family with my husband and he comes from i think quite a um he comes from a background whereby you know, his father and mother were separated, and mm. he also came. I mean, we all have some baggages that yeah. we have from our parents, yeah. and 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 we basically um, sat down and said, look, you know, we have this is a different generation. We have all this information now, and research have you know have 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 told us that a child thrive in an environment whereby they are heard and they are seen Mm. and they feel secure and loved, Mm. right? It's not so much the material things. Yes, you can give them the best education. You can give them, like, you know, the best um, of everything. But Mm. if they are not seen and heard, you know, they are not going to grow up as a whole person. Mm. So... So we did a lot of research too. Like my husband and I, like I think we're kind of like one of those parents, quite kiasu, <laughs> you know. We were researching, you know, how to give them an edge. So my husband was very big on this whole Glanderman method. I don't right. know what you is. I'm heard not of it. With yeah, 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 yeah. So we we were were huge. Uh, 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 Maybe we, just
0: tell us a bit what. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Glanderman is basically a. Uh, 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 A child educator. He was helping brain-injured children to Mm. thrive and to heal. And then he decided, you know, if I can help brain-injured children to do well, what if we use this method on um, young children, uh, like normal, healthy children? So Mm. it's basically flashcards, monkey bar, a certain set of exercise to help them um, get stronger, healthier. Right. So yeah, people can, you can easily type in Glendomine and a lot of um, uh, 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 videos uh, videos or will come them,
0: out, right. yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so, so you kind of you tried to change the way I suppose you parent versus the way you grew up, right? and I suppose families were a lot bigger. Yeah, I, I,
1: I think the, the, yeah, I don't think change is right rival. I think what I think we're both trying to do is to be more conscious mm. about how we parent and not just parent our kids um, with the way of how we are being parent. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Was there like um um I, I suppose I imagine as you mentioned when you were young, obviously your your dad was like super busy, super like trying busy. to build something from yeah. very little. Yeah. Um was there any important lesson that you kinda learned from your parents while you were growing up? I mean despite the fact that they were so busy.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I think um with my dad and also with from my mom. Actually I think my mom, you know, she my, my mom is actually a really quiet and quite an introvert person. Mm. Um, but she has... like my, my, I think my mom is the most patient person <laughs> in oh, the wow. whole wide world. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of value in that. Um, for my for my dad, I think, you know... Um, my dad is a very interesting character. My dad is extremely creative. Actually, my dad, I think he is more a creative person than, 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 than any... One that I have met mm. um, He's constantly flowing with ideas And I think one thing about my dad Is he is never afraid to take risks mm. I think that's one of the biggest things That I have learned from him Which mm. is I think why that You know, I'm more willing to take risk mm. In my life mm. um, uh, That's I think the biggest thing That I've learned from my dad mm. um, And from my mom It's really her patience
0: Right, mm. right Was there, was there like... Um is there a particular story that you have that, that help, helped you kind of realize how important it is to take risks? When you um, your dad?
1: I can't really think of anything particularly now, um, but that's just how my dad has been, right? I mean, my dad Bought a piece of land that is an old tin mining land. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it, alone is a huge risk. I right. think at that point, I think he told me, no, I think the first story was when he first bought Country Heights, the mm-hmm. land in Kajang. Mm. It was, I think it was an old rubber estate. And he told, his friends. I think when he was fundraising among his friends and family, oh, I'm gonna turn this into the Beverly Hills of Malaysia, wow. <laughs> and I think they would just look at him like, what? Um,
0: that's visual. I think
1: that's th- that's the first um, his f- that, that gave him his first break, mm. his first real big break, right? Mm. And then the second one was when he bought mines, which yeah. was a uh, which was the uh, old tin mining land. Yeah. Um, I've seen an old picture of what mines looked like before the lake was even filled up. It was just like one big giant dry hole, mm. and there was nothing. It was really like <clears throat> even the 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 the. Um, I mean, you really just could not uh, visualize how this place would be what it is today. Mm um so i think that's that's something you know that's quite incredible that he had that vision and not just not only you know he had the vision but he also took the risk right. um to prove
0: everyone else wrong yeah i, I remember the mines when i was like really young i think there's this um is it the ice ring? or Ice skating, yeah, it was Mines skate? Wonderland. It was Mines Wonderland, mine's right? Mines Wonderland, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah just it when was, opened. We had,
1: I think that was one of the first projects. It was a small team park. Right. Um, and then I remember uh, my dad took me to Japan... Um, on a business trip. I actually went on business trip a lot with him because mm. my mom don't really like to travel and me being the eldest and I love traveling, I mm. always volunteer. Okay, I'll go with you.
3: <laughs> um, so we
1: went to Japan. I think it was Nagasaki. It was um, a place called Ocean Dome. It was a water team park. That was where we went and we went to discover the whole musical fountain technology mm. back then because I think in Asia that was like the only... Um, spot that uh, the only location that had the whole musical fountain right um, technology so yeah so I went with my dad to explore that and then he brought that technology back to Minds Wonderland and Mm. that's how we had that water show I think now it's so common after that you know Las Vegas started doing it and then um, Dubai started doing it
0: yeah it's so, so interesting that as, I suppose as a, at a young age you got to observe a lot of how yeah. these decisions were made, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I, th- I think it's because I was curious and right. you know I always liked new things. I was very excited about um, seeing n- new things and experiencing new
0: experiences. Mm-hmm. I, one of the... Um, we read in an article, I think yeah. in the article itself, you, you mentioned that sometimes it feels like you do live in your... Your, that shadow a little bit and you try to outgrow this? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have no idea. Well, I think, you know, it's also um, others' expectation, right? Because, mm. you know, when people meet you, uh, especially in, in Malaysia, Malaysia is actually quite small. Everybody knows everybody. And
2: yeah.
1: and um, when you have a really famous father, mm. <laughs> um, people just assume. People already have, before they even meet you, they kind of already... Have a, a pre assumption that you know what she might be like yeah. or like, and I think in the first few years when I started, when I uh, came out on my own um, to start uh, Clearwater Group, I think no one believed that my dad was not involved. Um, so, um, which I think it's 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 understandable because I think you know it's 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 not very common that you were um, so
0: young at the time I think, what was it, yeah i was very young 24 or something i like.
1: was actually i was tw- i was 22 when i founded clearwater
3: mm.
1: um and um yeah so who would believe that a 22 year old girl um who left her family business um is really starting out on her own mm. right mm. so i just you know i i i I don't try very hard to sort of defend myself sometimes you know I I do feel like you know why why don't people see my value why must why must the article any article about me always starts with so and so's daughter you know Mm -hmm. I used to get Mm. really really upset Mm. Um, Mm. but after a while you know what I just said It is what it is. It is what it it
2: is. It is what it is,
1: you know. And um as long as I think as a twenty-year-old I was very, very eager to prove myself. Mm. I would say I'm a I'm quite a different person now. I think in my twenties it was all about proving that I can do this. Right. Um I don't need my dad. (laughs) Um and I can be my own person. Yeah. Um and then in my 30s, I think I'm, I'm a lot more chill about that. I think in my 30s, it's more about um, my own story. Like, you know, right. like I, I don't really um, care so much about what other people say. And it's more about, you know what, I know this is who I am. The rest is just noise.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's how you kind of deal with the whatever expectation or... That Does it come directly from your family? Any expectation or stress?
1: Um, initially, yes. I think, you know, when after I graduated from uni and when I told my father that um, I'm not joining his company.
0: Mm. Uh, what was I that think... like? Actually, like <laughs> Did you just knock on his door one day that I decided I'm not going to work here?
1: I think it happened quite gradually because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because even before I graduated... During my uni days, I was somehow already like half foot in the business. I was always, I was always, you know, in his office, even during my summer holidays, I would come back and I would uh, work um, in his office as like a PA to help him follow up stuff, mm-hmm. to help him with, you know, drafting letters or following up on his appointments and just follow him around. I really enjoyed that. Um which is weird i don't know why i i think it was a way to meet new people and to right. learn new things right. um and so when i when i decided to not work for him actually i cannot remember how i told him mm. i think it happened over a period of time that right. i told him that this is something that you know we've been working on and um because we found a, a, a jv partner at that time right and, and and you know also When you are also starting out For me at that time I think you're also Trying to figure out Like okay Is this really happening Are we going to raise the money
3: mm. Is
1: it you know So it wasn't So I think I, we spoke I spoke to him about it Briefly over a period of time And mm. then when we secured uh, The investment I think then I told him That you know I'm I'm going to do this on my own Of course as a father I think he was He was of course concerned Right mm. Like you have no experience, Mm. Uh, you have no idea what is it like um, to run your own business, the risk that is involved, and I think there's that part of him. But I also think that, you know, he was, a part of him wanted to be supportive. Mm. Um, He was supportive. I would say, overall, I think in the end, he was very supportive. But there was was a lot of concern Mm. um, because I was 22 yeah you know i think if you tell anyone 22 i'm gonna develop my own building and start my own property <laughs> development company everyone <laughs> will be like yeah right
0: <laughs> that does that's yeah. seem quite ambitious
1: yes i i was i i didn't see it as sort of being ambitious though i i just thought actually at that, at that time what happened was really i was looking around um i was Cause I wanted when I, cause I was in Australia. I was living in Australia for mm. four years, and then when I came back, I actually was looking at properties, um, to see if there's anything that, anything that I could invest or move into. And at that time, KL property scene wasn't as exciting as now. There wasn't that many options. There were either the really nice condominiums that is around KLCC, mm. um, around PJ and Damansara. There really wasn't that many nice sort of boutique ish, um. Developments, Mm. so it really came from um, what young people needed, like what I needed. Like you know, what I I would put myself in the shoe of a urbanite or a young person, a professional. You know, where you know what would be like the ideal place um, to live in. Like what kind of facility and amenities that you know you want in your lifestyle. So that's really how we developed Clearwater. It was it was uh, we wanted it to be a urban abode that you know, that fits uh, uh, a life of a young urbanite professional, you know, mm. that's why we had a uh, really fancy um, gym, we had a right. spa, we have this restaurants. it's everything that you need. Right. So that, that, that was how the whole idea of Clearwater came about. Right. That was even before, you know, a lot of all this, but now it's it's such an exciting time to see. Look at KL property markets; there's so many options and yeah. so many.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like super variety. busy, right? Super busy yeah. right now. So many
1: options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and I find that a lot of um, entrepreneurs tend to build things that they themselves kind of want to buy. Like there's something yeah. that's missing. Like I, there's something <laughs> well, missing. I, think, I want to build yeah. this. Yeah. Right? Well,
1: I think you know it's 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 important to to put yourself in your um, your client or your customer in mm. their shoes, right? Because mm. at the end of the day, we're all consumers, and consumers now it is especially they are really really smart, and we all have a special need. And I think um, it's also really important to um, innovate and be creative about it. Yeah. Like for example, I always thought you know this whole bachelor pad idea is so cool, mm. especially you know during when the time that I was graduating from. College, mm. um, so I had this idea. So I just give you an example. Um, for Clearwater, um, we have about six stories of apartment floors that was actually facing um, the office building. We has has no view, so we're thinking, okay, how do we sell mm. these units, right? Mm. So then I came up with this idea called we branded it as a super pad, as a super bachelor pad. We decided to extend the balcony. Um, that faces the opposite building, right. and then when you stand on the balcony, you can actually get a view of KLCC. Mm. But what we did was also we extended the balcony and then we put a jacuzzi on the balcony, and oh, we made really cool. it. Um, we made it a really nice one thousand two hundred to one thousand eight hundred square feet of uh, one bedroom apartment that is catered to bachelors or bachelor rent. Right, and to our and we were actually very, very concerned whether we would be able to sell these units.
2: Mm.
1: But they were the first to be sold out. Wow. You know, so I think it's, it's again, you know, it's putting like what I would envision that I want. Mm. And then with a bit of branding, marketing, and packaging,
3: mm.
1: um, we came up with a, you know, a uh, 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 um, creative product. Yeah. And um, we sold it.
0: Yeah, and it has to be something that's unique, right so yes, the, the, right? Yes,
1: definitely. I think you know that's something that in all businesses, you know, you always have to find your edge. You have, you always have to sort of find your niche.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, it sounds so interesting. So just basically p- placing like a jacuzzi in the balcony, such yeah. a cool concept. Yeah. Well,
1: it's it's not just that. I think it was also the layout. You know how mm-hmm. you know one bedroom studio apartments are always so tiny mm. um and it's 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 we wanted to create a one bedroom experience that was a bit more luxe that was a bit more art market with more space you know a, a larger wardrobe a bigger kitchen a lot la- a bigger toilet with a you know with bathtub and steam room and make it you know we wanted to make it quite sexy in a way mm. um so yeah so that was that was sort of the first thing um, that we did with Clearwater residents that I'm really really proud of that's, that's really cool
0: like if I was much younger I'd probably, I'd probably buy one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now it's a bit too late for me I think.
1: Uh, <laughs> now I think you need a huge house with five bed house. bedrooms yeah. for kids and
0: yeah for kids and all that so uh, yeah. uh, um, so since you've been involved in like property I know you also do a lot of F&B businesses mm-hmm. you're very big onto like uh, you know health and fitness mm-hmm. um, so what what are you most busy with right now? Like since you, you kind of have, like have your your foot in like a few things.
1: Well, a few things. I think my kids um, uh, keep me the busiest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three kids. Um, Jedi who's turning 13 this year. Um, Jora, who's 10. Um, and Jan who's 6. So they just yeah. went back to school after 6 months, which is... I was looking forward to that right. <laughs> day. I was so happy when they went back to school because six months is a long time. Mm. Um, and uh, I've, I think I have actually made a conscious, conscious choice this year to actually spend more time at home. Mm. Um, and I think this whole MCO thing has sort of moved everything online, which is great because now you can have uh, a, a virtual meeting oh, in yeah. the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So I've definitely been doing that a lot. Um, I've also been volunteering at um, this NGO called Sisters in Islam. Mm. Um, so yeah, so th- these are the f- few main things, and also our restaurants, because it's a, it is a very challenging time for FMB. Um, mm. We have that three, four, four, four months of lockdown, MCO. Oh, yeah. Um, it's 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 a very interesting time, you know, because it, this has never happened before, right? Yeah. And I have never not traveled yeah. for six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of new norms to adapt to. Um, we're all just trying to, you know, keep our heads above water and make the best of um, what we have
0: try to get used to it I, I i just want to make a note that i noticed that your children are named after star wars yeah <laughs> no no only my
1: son <laughs> only my elder son because i lost the bet because we agreed <laughs> uh, when i was pregnant we agreed that if my if, if if it's a boy my husband uh gets to name the child and Is it's that a girl right? i get to name so i it was a boy and i was like okay So yeah, my husband loves Star Wars Oh, does he? He always wanted to name his son Jedi
0: Oh, okay So
1: yes, (laughs) our son is named Jedi
0: He he would have loved our previous office Because our previous office had the Star Wars theme
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) because i'm a kind of a fan i see
1: okay okay okay.
0: maybe it's like a guy thing i'm not
1: sure i i definitely think it's a guy thing my my husband actually i i i make fun of my husband you know that that movie 40 year old virgin
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: i i always said my husband that's my husband (laughs) but he loves to collect figurines like when we first met his whole house was filled with um figurines right. and he still he ha, he actually now has a cave that's filled with them yeah so
0: right right okay <laughs> sorry. yeah sorry. i don't get it it's definitely a guy thing <laughs> <pick. laughs> probably um uh, so, so yeah so come back to like so mco and all that right so yeah i find that um when uh uh mco first started initially it was a kind of like a shock right so <laughs> i was obviously worried about the business itself here mm-hmm. But it also gave me a lot of uh, opportunity to connect with my family in some sense like mm-hmm. the the things that you didn't have an uh, opportunity to do before because mm-hmm. like whenever there's any free time people tend to go out and do yeah. things right yeah like um and uh, i imagine that would also be the same for you lah, right
1: yeah i think you know i i really appreciate and i'm really grateful for the, the whole mco Because like you said, you know, I've never spent so much time at home. Like Mm. last year especially, I think half the time I was on the road, I was traveling a lot. Mm. And um, this MCO was was actually really good for me and my family physically and also mentally. Because I think physically, we're eating so much healthier because we are cooking every meal. That's right. Um, Mentally I think You know We were just You know We had that time To reconnect I had time to Finish books Um, We uh, I had a lot of time To talk to my husband And the kids I literally watched Jedi turn into a Teenager Right before my eyes Because every day We wake up He's like You know His his voice actually Broke during MCO He's like a different person Pre-MCO and post-MCO So that was, that was very interesting. Okay. Um, and um, and I was doing some live meditation live on mm. Instagram. Okay. Um, initially, I was doing it every day. And then I was doing it three times a week for about three months. Because um, I just had so many people who felt um, really anxious mm. about the whole pandemic. I think it was also um, a very nerve-wracking time, right? Because you don't know how bad this virus is going to be, yeah. um, we have never had this so-called lockdown, uh, I definitely felt some of that anxiety which is why I decided you know, if I'm feeling this way, uh, I'm sure there are people like me who's feeling anxious and yeah. a bit restless and not sure um, what is ahead. So mm. I started um, reaching out to my Instagram followers and we were doing these Uh, instagram live meditation together which in a way it really supported my own mental health as well because i think when you when you you are what you sort of put out there yeah um so i i I actually really enjoyed that whole period i think i also grew and learned a lot about myself um during that time Mm. Mm.
0: yeah i i mm. i i I, I meditate every day as well i find it very useful yeah because uh, that's great yeah like running a company is like really hard like problems just come at you all the time
1: yeah i i i definitely think meditation is a great great tool i think everyone should meditate it's like going to the gym if you want a healthy body you work out yeah if you want a healthy mind you have to meditate I, yeah. I i strongly believe in that
0: yeah yeah and it's really helped uh, i think for a lot of people who meditate regularly it's mm-hmm. just kind of help you understand yourself a lot better or how your mind works yeah right?
1: yeah uh, absolutely i think the misconception about meditation is people always think people always tell me oh i can't stop thinking mm. oh you know i cannot focus or i cannot but meditation is really not about not thinking it's not about clearing your mind it's not about um, quieting your mind. It's really just about it's really observing, observing your thoughts right. and yeah. really being with what is. Yeah. Um and and you know, knowing yourself that um, that that layer deeper. Yeah. Um and just giving yourself that time to observe your thoughts. Yeah. And yeah. um yeah. yeah, so it's really as is really as simple as that. Yeah,
0: I always find it really powerful because like um so I when whenever I start meditating and mm-hmm. I, I, obviously I try to quiet down for a while and then slowly you start to drift into thought, right? Yeah. And then you know, it's always an opportunity to kinda of step back and say, hey, why was I thinking about that? Yeah. And kind of observe as you used to yeah. like say yeah. like observe like why, yeah. why did I start going down this yeah. path and just learn more about who you yeah. are, you know, just by Yeah it
1: and more. I think, you know, actually the practice is actually In that moment when you catch yourself drifting away Mm. and you catch yourself and you notice that oh my mind has gone this way Mm. and and the practice is really guiding your mind back Mm. with no judgment Mm. and with love and compassion to just bring yourself back to the practice I think that coming back that realizing that you have drifted out that that is the mindfulness practice that we, that, that is what makes meditation, the whole practice so powerful is that mm. awareness to know that you have drifted apart. So I think I always tell my students, you know, just imagine yourself as this sky, you mm. know, and, and everything else, the cloud, the we- it's just the weather, but you are the sky and, you, and there's nothing that you need to do, but just observe the sky that is within you.
0: Mm, mm yeah and so uh, i think i've seen um uh, possibly i've seen you do something with with water or something is that what do you call um, it not uh-huh.
1: it's not water it's actually uh alchemy crystal bowls okay. I use crystal bowls so I do a bit of sound healing
0: sound healing yeah that's right
1: um to me any form of healing is just about connection it's about you know um um, connecting for me sound sound healing is a way to connect back into yourself because right. a lot of people when you, you ask them to sit still quietly for 10-15 minutes they really have trouble doing that mm. so I find that with sound you know when your mind because your mind always wants something to focus on that's right right so yeah. when you direct your attention to say sound the sound of the crystal ball um, that's that's um that is a way to guide yourself to know yourself better Or to a deeper state Of
0: your consciousness mm, mm. So do you, do you like um? Do you formally also teach Like meditation or, I like, do yoga? actually
1: I actually got certified mm. uh, To be a yoga teacher
0: mm.
1: uh, Three years ago nice. In Bali mm. um, I took a month off And I took my youngest son with me Because he was really young At that time And I enrolled him In a local uh, Balinese preschool. That's so cool, <laughs> It was actually really fun for him. I think, yeah. you know, I, I was very happy that I brought him with me.
3: Right.
1: Because uh, he wasn't in school. He, he, I mean, he wasn't in like a primary school or anything. I could still afford to take him out and, mm. you know, put him in a local. I, I remember he was just running barefoot and eating raw food for a whole month, which was so cute. <laughs>
2: um,
1: um, so I went on a yoga teacher training three years ago. Mm. Um, mainly because I wanted to lose some weight oh, okay. <laughs> and also learn to do a headstand. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, I I actually didn't achieve any of those right. after a month. Uh, but I think I got so much more. I, I think in that training, I sort of... I don't want to use the word awakening because I feel like that, that use is so... Um, Misused, but mm. I, I I felt like a different person after mm. I went to the yoga teacher training. Cause I my priorities all shifted.
2: Okay.
1: Um. I think I became. I was a lot more willing to unlearn, and mm. I was a lot more willing to embrace um, uncertainties. I because th- I think I'm someone who's quite a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> to be very honest. Um. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong. I, I, I always think that being a control freak is also good because it, it, is, a, it is also a strength. Because, you know, it's, sometimes you need to be... You need some of that quality to get you where you are. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think the trick is knowing when to not be a control freak, when, not to, when to let go. Mm. So I think during that training, um, I really, you know, sort of... Um, understand a bit more about myself and also I think it really um, propelled me into this uh, quest to learn more about uh, spirituality
0: right I tried yoga once I'm not yeah I, I maybe I Maybe I couldn't quite figure it out but one day maybe I'll try it yeah. <laughs> I will I tried yeah
1: I I think there is a very common misconception that yoga is like an exercise or a mm. workout mm. Um, but really it's not I think yoga is really more a life I won't say lifestyle but it's a way of life you Mm. know it's not just yes the physical part the yoga asana which um, asana means posture in Sanskrit the yoga asana has a lot of benefit for our health you know it strengthens our muscle it strengthens the posture Uh, it even helps with our lymphatic when you go upside down things like that there are great benefits about the yoga asana Mm. but I think what yoga really is it's 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 a it's a way of life it's about you know um, that at the end of the day um, what is truly important mm. you know it's about um, people always ask me what is what is your definition of yoga?" and I always have like trouble just giving a few words, but at the end of the day, I think we are all connected mm. um, as a species, as a human species, and there's so much more that we don't know and and I think at everyone, every single person, the essence of us is love. No matter what uh, religion that you believe in, the essence of us is love. And when we are disconnected from that, when we are, dis- when we are disconnected from love, that's when you know, imbalance happens in the areas of our lives. Mm. Um, and yoga is just realizing that you are that love and compassion. Mm. um and 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 what created you is love and compassion as well and um yeah Mm. it it it, it's 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 hard to just put it in very very simple words um i think it's something that you have to experience Mm. that you have to experience that wholeness in order to to understand which how which is I think one one benefit of meditation as well, because I think when you meditate, when you start to know yourself better and when you give yourself to observe um your thoughts, your emotion, you realize that you are not your thoughts and emotion because you have the power to switch and you have the power to choose your thoughts and emotion, mm. and what is that what is that power, what is that? That eyes behind that veil that mm. is looking through all mm. this thoughts and and emotion, yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm I'm very curious about spirituality, and I'm always um, trying to see how I can dive in deeper.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated with this because, like, like I mentioned, I'm I'm kind of trying to, try to learn it or practice it yeah. or train myself, yeah. and at the moment, um, uh, I'm at the stage where I'm trying to I'm not sure it's the right word sort of learn to not erase but to move away from the sense of self you know like yeah. you know like you're like i'm this person behind the head yeah but actually it's more than that right like, yeah yeah yeah, we, yeah yeah
1: i think i think i think everyone um at a certain point of your life you will start questioning like hey what is this all about like you know like i'm sure life is just not about you know, waking up, paying bills, uh, you know, making to point A and point B, and then we fall sick, and then we die. Right? Mm, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what is this life really about? Yeah. You know, and that's something you know I've always been very curious, and I think it's a constant journey of learning and un- unlearning. You know, mm. because the I am I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle. I don't know whether have you read his
0: I, I'm books? aware
1: of. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I um i think Eckhart Tolle, a new earth is something mm. that um everybody should read mm. um and uh it's it's um it's a it's a lifelong journey i think
0: yeah. yeah yeah i i read somewhere that yeah i think i think i saw an article you mentioned that and also the book sapiens i think you read yeah something. i, I love like that sapiens book. i think yeah. sapiens
1: is a very factual sort of let yeah. you understand mm. where we come from um I did a TED talk a couple of years ago, and I I think I opened a TED talk with about, you know, this planet Earth. We actually don't talk about this enough. I mean, the Earth itself has been around for hundreds of millions of years, right? Life is not new, right? But the time on our planet, when you put that, when you put things into perspective Um, you only have, what, maximum a 100 years Mm. versus this canvas of millions and millions of years, right? Our life is so momentary. It is so small and so brief, you know? And I'm someone who really (laughs) believe that you really have to seize the day because, you know, you don't wait till someone close to you pass away or Mm. someone something happened and then you say okay I have to I have to live my day as if this is the last Mm. you know that's why I don't believe in living regrets I feel like which is one of the reasons why I think I'm willing to take risks because I'm like look you really only have a very limited time Mm. and really I I really feel um, that you know we we really don't have a lot of time you know we cannot take the time that we have on this planet for granted um, because life is really short, mm. really. If you compare it to the grand scheme of things, this planet has been around for hundreds and millions of years, and you only have less than a hundred.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah. You have to
1: make the best yeah. of the, your time here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and not just um, not just in terms of time, in terms of. Um even space, like I'm sometimes wondering, like how big like the whole universe yeah. is and all that. I and mean it's, it's infinite.
1: We don't yeah. uh, scientists still do not know that yeah. you know how many universe there is. There, yeah. I, they they know that there is such thing as a multiverse, but yeah. we don't know, right? And there's still so much more that we don't know. I mean, you think about it, which is why I always tell my children, you must have an open mind with everything because a hundred years ago today, like, uh, uh, sorry, a hundred years ago, we don't know what we know today. Oh, yeah. Right? So what makes you think that today we know everything?
0: Yeah.
1: So I think having an open mind is 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 very very important
0: yeah and the context of time and space as you mentioned like um our our life is like really small it's not even a drop uh, it's not even a drop it's really really (laughs) really that's
1: why you know we have to seize the day if there's something that you have been wanting to do but you are afraid and you worry about 10 other things just do it you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) because anything could happen tomorrow because you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow yeah Right, you don't know for sure. You can have the whole day planned out, right? But mm. you really still don't know. Mm. Mm. So so that's something that I was I I was I was taught to embrace mm. after the yoga teacher training. I was I think I was definitely much more um I somehow felt like I became a kid again mm. and was just really open to new experiences, to new ideas and yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely very interesting.
0: I I want to move to um, something else that you dabbled in. Uh, I think it was last year or two years ago. You mm-hmm. did a film. I uh, did. You did right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're in property development, you're in f and then you you know you're into yeah. like healthy, and now you do film. I
1: know that's why people ask me, oh, what do you do? I was like, uh.
0: <laughs> you did, <not> yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, from Malaysia, right? So what, what made you want uh, decide to do that? I did.
1: Um, So I'm sure like many Malaysians, we are all um, very concerned um, prior to 2018's uh, GE14. I think we were all very concerned about how and where our country is headed to. And I think 2018 uh, GE14 was a very important election. And uh, I was actually involved. It it actually started off um, with the whole Pulang Magundi movement. Um, I saw someone started this movement on Twitter, and I thought great idea. Um, I'm I'm gonna support it, and I'm going to help people to go home to vote. So then I posted a um, post on my Facebook. Actually, it was a private message to my group of friends, like my right. my just my circle, and I basically asked people to. Um, uh, to help others to go home and I'm actually pulling uh, money together and if you're interested, please reach out to me. Mm. And somehow my message kind of went viral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, people started reaching out to me. I had like strangers, complete strangers who would pledge money um, for me to help to send um, students home back to Sabah and Sarawak to vote. Mm. And it just dawned to me, right, like um, at that point, how crazy is it that we have a 93-year-old man who is standing for election? And, um, and, that, and, 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 I, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be amazing to see what he's actually doing?
2: Mm.
1: So then I reached out to my friend, um, uh, uh, Datim Paduka uh, Marina Mahathir, who's the daughter mm. of Thun. And I asked her, I said, you know, I really hope someone is following him with a video camera to just document down everything that he's doing for this election. And then, he's, and then she was like, that's a great idea, right? Mm. Um, and I told her at that point, I said, I- regardless of the outcome, right, it is it is still going to be a really historic, out- uh, a very historic election because, you know, you've never heard of a 93-year-old mm. ex-prime minister who's standing for election and it will be you you'll be you'll be you know um really interesting to just see how is he physically doing this yeah. so anyway long story short within like 2 days we just gathered a very small uh video team it wasn't any fancy equipment that you would use to make movies mm. it was just like normal camera with a decent it was a decent DSLR and we were just you know, videoing. We we just thought, you know, what we just capture it and then decide what what to do later. Mm. So that was what happened. And then I remember, I think it was sometime in late April. Uh, we started following him two weeks prior to the election, um, and then he won. Mm. Uh, I particularly remember the Malacca uh, Charama. I've never seen so many people. In my life. Mm. It was really packed like sardines. I remember um, the crew was following him. My co-director, Ineza luckily was able to um, stay by Tunes' side and was by the stage. And I tried, like, I was trying to wiggle my way through the crowd. And halfway through, I just felt so claustrophobic and I gave up. I went back to the car to watch Facebook Live. That was like, because it, it was just impossible. The, the crowd was just, mm. the energy... It was just, you know, a Malaysia that I have never experienced.
0: And it's so interesting. So you made it into a film.
1: Yeah, and, so we um, decided yeah. to make it into a film. Uh, because, you know, I think May 9 didn't just happen overnight, right? It was day. So many people. Um, there were so many people movement that made that day happen. We had the Pulang Mangundi, We had the Undi Rabu like Malaysians were giving money to strangers to help them go home to vote, to carpool. They, were, they volunteered as pachas. Malaysians really, really came together to make change happen. And I think it is a time that, you know, in, you know, in on hindsight, I'm really, really, I'm really, really glad that we did it. We achieved May 9 together and I hope we can do it again.
0: So which one of the um, uh, different things that you've been doing? So like property development, Mm -hmm. F&B, fitness, health, film. Which one do you feel most proud of that you've actually done? Which venture?
1: I don't know if I can pick one. Um, I think all of them, you know, it's sort of part of me, part of who I am. Um, It's my journey. I think they're all a, a different uh, 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 it's like a different stop you know mm. it's like i'm on this journey mm. and these are the little stops that i i have uh, that i that that i discover mm. and who knows what else is there to discover mm. yeah that's mm. i think that's how i see it i don't really have a preference
0: right right yeah. so everything just kind of leaves something with you right and, yeah right. and
1: I, I i i think i also believe in this thing within life that you sometimes have to follow the flow mm. I feel like sometimes if you if it's something not meant to be and then you sort of you're still you know really hung up about it mm. um, it, it, it usually you know um, doesn't really work out I, I, I always believe that um, I always trust that everything has its timing it is a process and there is a reason why it's happening. And if one thing doesn't happen, you know, something else might pop up. Like I always say, you know, if everything is so certain, you don't, there, there, there is no possibility for anything new to, to happen. You know, if you, if you are open to the uncertainties in life, if you, if you can go with the flow, um, it might surprise you.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. Um I was gonna ask you this question. Uh so I read this uh, uh quote on Tatler in an mm-hmm. article. And I'm not sure if this if this aged well, this quote since MCO happened. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it says uh um it's really important to prioritize. I, I strongly believe that just because you become a mom, motherhood yeah. doesn't become you. Uh I so so I, I think that quote is partially about how you're trying to juggle work and life. But you did mention earlier today that like you have been more focused on your children, right? Mm. But has that been, were there any occasions where, while you're building those benches, where this became in conflict and how, how do you resolve them?
1: I think yes and no. Well, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, I, I, I have to be honest and I tell you that it's not, um, it's not easy being a woman in this age because there's so much expectation, not just from others, but also yourself, that mm. you place on yourself, Um, And I think What I have uh, What I have is um, uh, A really good What I call it Infrastructure (laughs) (laughs) I'm very blessed I have a husband Who is Very very hands on I think having a husband Who believes that Raising children Is not a woman's job Mm. Is really important Because we we both share um, The same sort of vision On how Children should be brought up I mean he is the father And I think You know It takes a father And a mother To raise a family It's yeah. really So not Raising children Is not a woman's job
2: Yeah
1: Solely a woman's job I agree And um, So I'm very lucky That That um, Jared My husband Is Is um, Is a very hands-on father Actually I wouldn't have done uh, M for Malaysia Without him Because I think of all the Things that I have done the, the film really took me away from the kids the most. Like I would say half the year last year, I wasn't home. Mm. Um, also because we did our post-production in, in Thailand. So a lot of time, I was constantly on the road. And, uh, and we did some of the editing in Hong Kong with my mentor. Um, so I wouldn't have done it without Jared. Because I probably will, won't be able to leave the kids for so long, mm. so Jared um, actually made a conscious effort to not travel as much mm. um, and just do visual meetings. And he actually, you know, spend a lot of time with the kids. Actually, he still does. He still wakes up every morning to send the kids to school. He's a really, I have to say, I lucked out on that. You know, that he is a really, really good husband and good father. Mm.
2: Mm. And also,
1: of course, we have help. You know, we have. Yeah. Um, I have, um, I have, I have a really, really good helper mm. who has been with me even before I got married.
2: Oh wow! Um, so uh,
1: that's what seventeen years. That's a long so time. So that's someone that I really, really trust. I know she loves my children um, like her own. So I'm very, very blessed. I think having good help um, when you have kids is really, really important. It really takes a village. Yeah. Um, again, you know it is I, I I feel very very privileged and very very blessed that you know I have a really good support system a yeah. very good infrastructure
0: <laughs> yeah and it's amazing that your husband thinks like that right so yeah uh, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's
1: what I always tell my younger friends you know don't marry because it's the right time to get married it's really more important to marry the right man um so I I married when I'm really young I actually got married when I was 23
3: mm. Mm. Uh,
1: I got proposed to. He proposed to me when I was twenty-two. Wow. Um, I got married twenty-three. Um, he's actually twelve years my senior, and um, people always ask, "How do you know? How do you know that he's the right guy?" Mm. Um, to be honest, you really don't. You 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 really don't know. You cannot be so sure. Mm. You know, at any time, you cannot be so sure of anything in life. But mm. what I knew at that time was, I uh, he. He was very very good to his parents. I think marrying someone who is very pious to their parents, very filial to their, um, sorry, pious is the wrong word. Filial to their, to their parents is always sort of like, a,
0: it's a indication. Yeah, a sign like a sort of like, an
1: indication. Right? And you know, I just went with my gut feeling, and and I, I guess I took the risk.
0: Well, it turned out really well
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know I mean, you know Something could still go wrong There's no such thing As a perfect marriage I would say Of
2: course
1: I always tell my friends That, you know A perfect marriage Is just two people Who refuse to give up On one another Mm. you know it's marriage is something that you constantly have to work at it you cannot take it for granted you cannot take each other for granted you have to communicate you have to work at it you Mm. know you it's it 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 doesn't work if one person checks out Mm. you both have to constantly check in
2: Mm. Mm.
1: yeah we try we try i wouldn't say we are like the perfect couple but it's hard and it's it's some days we want to kill each other but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all marriages do yeah <laughs> um
1: but we don't give up on one another right
0: yeah now. i think it's when um someone asked me before how did i know that my wife irene was yeah. like my wife right now said yeah. it's actually during the bad times that you know in the sense where yeah. you know let's say you're you are in conflict or fighting about something that yeah. i felt like I really wanted her back yeah, I mean, you know uh, like that that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, how yeah, you know yeah, yeah. right like, yeah
1: i think everyone knows differently yeah um yeah but the working part excuse me the the working constantly working at a it part it's is important
0: yeah yeah and communicating with each other and yeah. understanding that you know you're kind of in like a partnership yeah. there's work there's home yeah right so, absolutely
1: yeah. communication is so hard actually yeah we we really had to read a lot of books and learn how to communicate.
2: Because
3: mm, mm. we
1: actually think about it, a marriage is, you know, it's two different person who is brought up completely differently mm. and then coming together with forming a new home. I think the first, I would say, 10 years of my marriage was actually quite tough because mm. you're still trying to learn how to live with another person. Yeah, And especially when you have kids yep. and then you both have... <laughs> No, actually, when you have kids, it's not just you and your husband, it's also your in-laws, your your family, your mother, everyone has their way of, yeah, how (laughs) you should raise your kids, right? (laughs) Yeah, so it's really, communication is really important.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And I think, um, plus the fact that you obviously run your own ventures, your companies, Mm -hmm. and so does he, right, I Mm -hmm. imagine. So that kind of personality when you meet at home yeah actually, yeah
1: initially yeah. it was a lot but now i think i'm sort of used to it we kind of we actually work together a, a lot like he's involved in the restaurant business mm. um, and he's also really really hands on mm. Um, and it took me a while also to sort of know each other's working patterns and what's the best way to. Just because you're married to that person doesn't mean that you know you don't use your diplomatic skills.
0: <laughs> you know, you still have to communicate you still properly. You have to uh, like yeah, technique. you still have to like
1: put some of those skills to work and have healthy boundaries and all that.
0: Yeah yeah. Um, now that you're you spend a bit more time with your family, do what. what What's your day to day like right now? Do you have like a typical routine, like or things that you do in the morning every day?
1: Well, I always wake up um, in the morning uh, when the kids come into our room. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> they wake they come you in up very early. Yes, <laughs> I don't need an
1: alarm clock. Um, right. So uh, our kids will come in, especially our daughter Jora. Um, she will come in um, really early at like six thirty in the morning, mm. and then. Um, my husband will get up to send him to school and I will usually wake up and I will definitely have maybe like half a liter of water. That's like my thing in oh, the morning okay. um, to just slowly, gently wake the system up. Mm. Um, and then I would either meditate or do some kind of, to move my body, mm. um, either w- whether it's yoga asana practice or I also, I'm... I've been working at home because of the MCO, yeah. um, so I started doing Tracy Anderson workout online, and then I'll have my coffee, um, and then I will um, check my emails, mm. um, go through what I need to do, mm. um, and uh, I try to pick my kids up from school. Right. And then if I need to meet people uh, to have meetings, it's usually in the afternoon. After Indeed. I pick my kids up from school, that's when right. I schedule all my meetings. Right. And then at home, I'm usually at home for dinner. It's actually... Actually, since the MCO, you know, it has been quite uneventful. It's sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I also try to avoid, like, big crowds. I actually just went to my first, um, like, a gathering, like, a bigger social setting just, like, last Sunday. Mm. Okay. Um I've actually been quite careful.
0: Waited quite long. Um,
1: sorry? You've waited, I've, yeah. waited quite long? I mean I've I've done like um smaller groups, like three, four people going for lunches, smaller group meeting, right. but I've generally avoided uh bigger crowds. because mm. um, because I you know, I have older in laws and parents at home and young children. I yep. just thought, you know, if there's if it's unnecessary um, i I just try to stay at home because really nowadays you can do everything on your handphone mm. you know you mm. can conduct your zoom meeting oh, you yeah. can you know your emails your it's every you can actually just work with your phone
0: yeah yeah I
1: use whatsapp a lot so right I, I think it's it's technology has made it possible
0: okay yeah and and what's what's uh, next for you Diane? Well, like how do you see this like evolving you know, I don't what's know what the future look like.
1: I really don't know. I I I'm I right now I'm just, you know, I every now and then I or I have a you know, oh, I need to do more. I need to like, you know, um be better at this, open a few more restaurants and we are which we are doing that uh in a um more sustainable way mm. not like you know opening 10 at one go right um we are expanding um our fmb uh, brands um That's cool. and yeah besides that you know i'm 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 just waiting to see what is installed you mm. know i'm always um open go with the flow
0: mm. when, when are you launching these new fmb brands
1: um, so we we have this restaurant um, with Chef uh, Jeff Ramsey who, um, who used to be a who used to helm a Michelin star restaurant in Tokyo. Mm. So we are in the midst of rebranding, Babe. Right. Um, we're changing the menu. We're introducing a new concept dining called Japas, uh, which stands for Japanese tapas, because mm. his specialty is actually Japanese food. That's cool. Um, so we will be relaunching that soon. And then we also have a chain of restaurants selling Japanese tonkatsu. Mm. So we just actually today just opened a new restaurant um, at The Sphere. Oh. So that's our sixth outlet. Nice, congratulations. So we are, thank you. So we are sort of growing this brand slow and steadily. Um, and we'll see how. we will we, we, we'll, we'll, we, we are keeping an eye open to... Um, opportunities and even my property as well we have um, we have a phase two for Dream City this development where we are also you know trying to see you know when is when is a good time to launch or mm. yeah
0: mm. so it's like there's still lots of things ongoing at the same time
1: I think there's always going to be things ongoing mm. um, but I think personally for me like you know I'm just um, I am at a uh, I I feel like I'm in a very good space right now that Mm. um, I am trying to learn just how to be Mm. instead of trying to constantly um, want to do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I'm I'm the type that always wants to do something. something.
0: (laughs) 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 Just to kind Um, of slow down a bit.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think this is a good year to learn how to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I suppose it's not even a choice for most people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're forced to kind of just learn. How
0: yeah, to, everyone just has to kind of figure out how to slow down. I definitely yeah. like, yeah, it's definitely changed even me. Like, you know, yeah. like the last few months, you know, because there's not much to do, you can't really go out. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You
1: have to sort of learn this new pace of life, I That's suppose. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Awesome. So uh, we're going to move on to the last segment, which is like quick fire questions. Okay. So there's like a list of questions I just ask and then okay. um we just quickly run through them so um what scene from a movie or tv show uh was super memorable to you and left you some sort of life lesson
1: life lesson um mm.
0: also just super memorable any scene from a tv or movie show tv show or movie
1: I actually don't watch that much TV. Or oh you don't movie watch show. a lot of TV. I actually movie. don't but but I think I'm just gonna say it's gonna be something from M for Malaysia. Mm. Um that Malacca scene where there was this moment that everyone at the same time took out their mobile phone mm. and it was like a thousand stars on the street. Oh. Um that was a moment I think I've watched it I've watched M for Malaysia probably like a million times (laughs) because editing it and directing it. But every time I watch that scene, it just reminds me of the spirit of Malaysians. Mm.
0: That's cool. So it's also interesting that you don't watch a lot of TV. So you're more productive than I am. I watch too much, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't find anything that I could commit to watching it. You know, it's, it's a, a lot of times I'll watch like half an episode and then I'm like, oh, not again. It's the same right. drama. Like, Yeah, so I don't really watch that much. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: is there a non fiction book that you've read that you believe everyone should read?
1: I recently read Untamed.
0: Untamed. Okay.
1: By uh, Glendon Doyle and I love it. I mm. recommend every woman, especially, must read Untamed by Glendon Doyle.
0: Untamed, okay. I've never never read that. What What's that book about, by the way? I've never heard of
1: it. It's about her life. And mm. she actually wrote it in a, a really fun way. So it's a different segment of short stories um, tr- that happened throughout her life. Right. She is an author. Um, she was married uh, with three kids. Mm. Um, but she decided that that is not her life. Mm.
3: Um,
1: she realized that a lot of what... Um, a lot of her knowing were were expectation and, and shackles by what society wants or believe. And this book is about how she broke free of these shackles and became her own person. So she... You can actually follow her on social media as well. She is now married to a, um Olympian mm. um, who's a girl. Mm. And so this is a story of her... Becoming Herself. Right. Uh, it's called Untamed. Untamed. It's, it's very inspiring. Um, I wouldn't say that this is a book for the mass, mass Malaysians. Right. <laughs> it is quite um, radical. Right. But it's such an inspiring story. Okay.
0: Um, what's the best piece of career advice you've received from a mentor or someone that you respect?
1: Um, for career advice, I think you always have to believe in what you're doing. You, you, if if you don't believe in it, it's not for you. Mm. Um, it has to be a passion. It has to be something that um, you love, because otherwise, it's just gonna be work. Mm. And I always believe that if you pursue your passion, then it's not work. You're not gonna dread going to work. Mm. You know, if you dread going to work and like, oh, and you don't really want to be there, and you don't have the spark
2: for mm. It, mm. it's not for you mm.
1: life is too short to be stuck in doing something that you don't believe in, don't believe in yeah. or you don't have passion mm. yeah
0: uh, who is your role model uh, not someone from your family and um, what behaviors did they have that you see in yourself
1: um, I don't know I don't know about role model doesn't need to be someone that I know no right no, it can no, be no, anyone right? Yeah, anyone, okay yeah. I love love uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. Um, I think you know she is really inspiring because, despite being first lady, she really has you know you know a lot of time when you are somebody's wife, especially when you are the wife of the president of the United States. Right. You know, it's so easy to just be oh she is, Ob- uh, she is the wife of the president. Mm. She is Barack's wife. It's so easy to to be known as that. Mm. But I think Michelle Obama is someone who has really um, stepped out of that shadow and you can see her as the person that she is. Mm. you know. And I think with her book Becoming, mm. I don't know where I read that, it's also really inspiring. Mm. Of, you I know, saw the, the film on
0: Netflix. Yeah,
1: yeah, I also watched that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then she just started a podcast as well. Mm. I just think that she is a really, really inspiring um figure, um, being a woman of colour, um, raising her two daughters and even now, you know, her work in helping um young people to gain education. I I I just really admire um all her efforts, um, especially, you know, how she became Michelle Obama, being her own person and mm. constantly giving back. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Is is there anything you see in her that you wish you were more like?
1: Well, I would like, like this, this whole giving back thing. This is definitely something that, you know, I would like to do more, mm. uh, which is why I started uh, volunteering since last year with uh, Sisters in Islam.
3: Mm.
1: I think, you know, women's rights are human rights. At the end of the day, you know, mm. we are all humans. I've, you know, even now I try to bring my kids up, you know, without the lens of color. And I think that's something that every parent should do. Because mm. I think race and religion, you know, they are not, they, 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 they were not there. It's not, they're, they're not meant to divide us. Mm. You know, we are, the way I see it is we are one race. We're the mm. human race, mm. right? And I hope that by me doing this, I can also inspire um, people who are non-Muslim to also look at the issues of what Muslim women in this country have to go through, so I think that's something that you know I I am very interested to see, you know how I can. I can help um, to bring awareness. Um, not so much in terms of uh, the lo- the lobbying side, but I'm helping more with the fundraising right. and the social media, the messaging, and things like that.
0: Okay. Um- what object have you purchased in the last 12 months mm-hmm. that cost less than a thousand ringgit that you believe has tremendous positive impact on your life?
1: Okay, so during MCO, I was, on, I was doing this keto diet mm-hmm. and I sort of reached like a plateau. My weight wasn't like dropping and, and, and my cholesterol was quite high. So then I decided to research, okay, how can I learn to do this keto diet thing better? So I actually went online and I spent, I think, 200 US dollar on this US, uh, on this course um, by this doctor called Dr. Mindy Peltz on um, the internet um, to learn to do a 15 day metabolic reset. So I invested in my health and I think that course really taught me how to eat better and how to fast better and how to eat keto better and had a huge uh, impact on my health because I, I actually went to do a blood test after the 15 days and all my numbers improved.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, if you could make a video go viral and the video carried a message that's important to you, what message would that be?
1: Be kind. Um, I think you know we uh, we all we, especially in this time, you know there are a lot of businesses, a lot of people that is suffering. Um, a lot of people lost their job. Um, people are struggling to pay their bills. If you can just reach out, if you are in a position that you can help, just be kind and help. And it doesn't really have to be monetary. Um, any act of kindness is 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 enough. Mm. I, I always think that, you know, our society can always be kinder. Yeah, to one another.
0: Okay. Um last two questions. What's a skill you have which other people will find surprising but's been very useful to you in your life or your career?
1: Um skill. I don't, I don't, hold on, let me think
0: um, Sorry, can you repeat that question? A, a skill that um, other people would find surprising Like they, they look at you and they would not realise you might have this skill
1: I can cook? You can
0: cook? <laughs> 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 or what do you cook, out of curiosity? <laughs>
1: um, I think I'm quite a good cook uh, when I want to Like uh-huh. um, during MCO, I actually unleashed the 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 domestic goddess side of myself <laughs> <laughs> like I was surprised that I was making all these dishes that you know like tasiu and like, like the more complicated dishes that you find in restaurants right um yeah I think that's something that I surprised myself too um
0: <laughs> that's good so your <laughs> entire family got to enjoy your cooking
1: yeah so. actually my kids were like especially my youngest son he's the sweetest. It's everything I cook for him, his first response is, "This is the best thing I've ever tasted." Like, yeah. So he was he was a joy to cook for during the MCO.
0: Nice. Um, last question: uh, What does the word success uh, mean to you?
1: Um, definitely not monetary gains, because I think, you know, you can have all the money in the world and you can still be the most miserable person. I think success means that you have a life that is whole in a way whereby you know who you are. Um, You live in harmony with the people around you. Um, You are in harmony with yourself. I think that's really important. I think to me that is success because... Like I said, you know, you can really have all the money, like the highest position, you know, you can be the president of the United States Mm. (laughs) and you can still be miserable. Oh, yeah. You know, and what's the point in that? Mm. So to me, it's really this, this, this synchronicity, this, this harmony Mm. that you have within yourself and with the people around you. I think that is when, when you have that, then you have the peace of mind, you know? And when you have the peace of mind, everything will go smoothly.
3: Yeah,
1: and things become things will flow better. Um, you have this, like, my husband used the word synchronicity. Mm. I used the word flow. Mm. Um, whatever you call it, and, and 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 when you have that, you have more love in your life. Mm. You know, and that's really important. We don't talk about love enough because everyone thinks, oh, it's a it's a it's a mushy whatever mm. thing that you know but love is something that it's really important right cuz mm. that's how you know that's that's the first relationship that we have which which is for ourselves the love ourselves. for ourselves yeah. right and without that all the other relationship will not be authentic love if you don't have authentic love for yourself yeah so to me that is you know having that love having that Harmony with yourself—it's um, success.
0: Mm, that's beautiful, and it also also means that you have to love both the good and the bad, right? Like yeah, you have to absolutely. Right. I think
1: you know, learning to lear, lear, learning to to not, because I think you know, we are—we will never be perfect, mm. right? We all have our flaws, and we all have our imperfection. But it is the sometimes it is the imperfection that you know make us a better person because through the imp- imperfection we learn to embrace vulnerability. You know, like I'm I'm also a huge fan of Brené Brown's book. Mm. You know, her book, um, The Gift of Imperfection, um, it was on my like nightstand for the longest time. And I I think that's that's also where you learn to find your courage, right? Because courage is not about being brave and just being the loudest. Or being courage is really about being vulnerable, you know. And and it is a very important thing when it comes to loving yourself is to know that you know you will never be perfect, and it's okay to be imperfect. um, But you love yourself anyway. You know it's that it's that choosing um, and showing up for yourself mm. um, that is the practice, and that is the story
0: cool. thank you so much, Diane, for being here. That was <laughs> a really you. good conversation. I loved hearing thank stories you. about your life, you know, growing up, and like all the yeah. different things you're doing now.
1: yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is like the first time I sat down and you know it's not like um you know, like a 20-minute interview, and then you sort of... And this is also, I think, more... I don't think I've sort of shared so much Mm. um, with, like, sort of with another person as
0: well. I think we've spoken
1: for more than an hour. An
0: hour and a half, I uh, think. uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. so... Wow, okay. (laughs) That's why I love these long conversations because we really have the time to learn what you're thinking, who you are. Um, And, uh, yeah, and also... um, um, good luck with the new ventures that you have, Thank the you. new F&B brands you. that you're launching. Thank you. I'll definitely Thank check you. them out when. Yes, you up. have
1: to check them out. Actually, they are all very, very unique and, and also a fact that they are all food that me and my husband love. Mm. Like I said, you know, we only do things that we believe in and we love. And actually, the 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 tonkatsu restaurant that we have, we actually. Tasted it uh, when we when we were in Singapore. Mm. We actually ate in one of the restaurants and we were like, "Oh my god, this is like one of the best tonkatsu we've ever had." And we made uh, we reached out to our Japanese friend and made an effort to find out who's the owner. And that's that's how we brought the brand into Malaysia.
3: Oh,
1: oh. Um, yeah, actually when we have more time we can go because every brand has their own story. <laughs> oh
0: wow. So every brand has oh okay.
1: Yeah. They all have a very interesting story how we started. So
0: right. So you kinda of discover them by accident somehow. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, this is trending, let's do this, you know. It's mm. it's it's something that we personally love and we feel really passionate about and then we decided to do it.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, so I'm so interested to kind of follow your story and your growth. And uh, we'll see uh, what's next.
1: We'll see, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Hello Mentor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia. And hopefully you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, We have many, many more amazing people joining us soon, and we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So again... Do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WAP, the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at wapjobs.com. That's W-O-B-B jobs.com. Thank you again and I look forward to to share the next episode with you soon.